0: MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and CUBA Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis.
1: Welcome everybody to the Fly Racing Racetracks podcast with Troy Lee. I did this a few weeks back in uh, Troy's office there in Corona, California. Really excited for you guys to listen to it as well as read the feature. I did on Troy Lee for Racer X magazine. So, super cool guy. Fly Racing excited to celebrate the 25th anniversary and introduce the 2024 lineup. The new look and feel signifi- signified a pivot for Fly Racing, a step out and a step up, led by the new Formula S helmet powered by the Fly Smart app. Fly Racing continues to push the boundaries of product performance and design. Uh, they want to thank their loyal dealers and customers for 25 incredible years and look forward to the next 25 and beyond. Check out flyracing.com to learn more about their products. Check out at Fly Racing USA on social media and check out their athletes worldwide from Dean Wilson to Justin Brayton to RJ Hampshire and more uh, at uh, at off road events and motor cars and supercross worldwide. So thank you to the folks at Fly Racing for coming on and uh, sponsoring these podcasts. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you to the folks at Fly Racing uh, for making this podcast happen and uh, Renthal, Maxis, Cobolinks, and. Uh, Motorsport.com. Of course, I am in a office of an icon in the industry. Super stoked to be here to talk to him. And uh, it was the only way I was ever going to get this much time with him was actually drive down to Corona, California, so that I could do this. It's Troy Lee. What's up, Troy? How are you? Just hanging out, man. Drawing helmet work or nothing's changed. So I'm in your office. You've got helmet drawings in front of you. You're doing uh, a Prado. You're doing a a car race helmet. This is what you do still.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's what uh, I feel good about every day. So when I you know it's nice to go home and said I drew a couple of helmets today
1: yeah, yeah yeah it's it's cool that you're still into it and you're still doing that uh you know people are still looking for your 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 thoughts on design right i mean you look at like styles things change things evolve um throughout the decades and you started in the mid 80s and it is 2023 and i guess your eye your thoughts your design process is obviously still very relevant to today, right? That's got to make you feel good. Like Trying to keep it that way. <laughs> uh, for you as an artist, and that's really what you are, um, you've got this global company now, and it's involving a race team, and it involves uh, bicycles and dirt bikes, and, of course, all your design work you do for companies like Hot Wheels and different movies and everything else. It's pretty amazing to stop and think about all the things you're, you're involved with. Do you do much of that? Do you look back? Do you think? Oh, wow. Look what I've done.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it, definitely proud of a lot of the accomplishments and definitely I can't take all the credit. I have some amazing artists working for me here. And, uh, but mostly I just, you know, if I, if I feel like there's a good vibe coming from the company and I enjoy what they're doing, then I, and I feel like I can add some, you know, some horsepower and some design and some colors and graphics and make a difference. Then I'm, I'm excited about doing it.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you about some of your unique partnerships later on in the show, but, um, it is cool that, to me, anyways, you're a moto guy. That's what you are. You're just a greaseball motocross guy like all of us, right? Yep. But like Fox, you know, John Fox, Pete Fox, Great Fox, like Jim Gennard at Oakley uh, and a few other companies, you've you've broken out of our motocross racing. You'll always be there, but you've broken out in little ways and made it in elsewhere. Um, that's kind of neat for me, I think, like to see companies like that, that, you know, tran- transcend our sport, really, you know?
2: Yeah, no, it's fun. Uh, that's why it's, um, you know, fun doing helmets. I try to do helmets for the world's fastest racers and, yeah. you know, NASCAR and IndyCar yeah. and MotoGP and just uh, keep expanding. And I get to work with all the new young athletes. So I think that keeps my mind a little fresher. And
1: mm-hmm. um, So you've, co- you've company's changed hands. You've sold a part of it off or mm-hmm. most of it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a guy that started a Moto Media company, this is interesting to me. I have friends that have done exactly what you did, right? They, they've sold their businesses that they put their heart and soul into. And and it hasn't always gone well for them because, you know, they're no longer the head cheese. They're no yeah. longer just, you know, making all the decisions. How is it for you? How How is that aspect for you?
2: Oh, it's been good. I've, I've really sold my company twice here now. A little yeah. portion of it the first time and then a majority of it the second time. And uh, But I've really connected with some really good people. I mean... Uh, had some luckily i had quite a few op, different opportunities and i found i think i found the right one it's a company out of france Two ride and they've been mm-hmm. um you know we're, we're working on a bunch of different stuff when we got they have helmet manufacturing so i'm part of uh, partners in the helmet manufacturing in portugal and italy and thailand and budapest so four factories to yep. build some product and uh it's gonna it's 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 tough but it's been uh, a lot of fun <laughs>
1: so is it so is there much of a frustration part of you where you're like, Hey, I don't agree with this direction or that direction, or is it okay? Like, no, it's
2: okay. Yeah, yeah. no, really. I think I've surrounded myself with better and smarter people. And that's what I've been trying to do my whole life. And if you're doing that, then, uh, you know, some of the questions, you know, some of the thought thinking, I'm like, wow, I have to think about that one. And, Almost every single time I come back, I go, oh, I think you guys are right. Let's let's do it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, because sometimes it's difficult, right? I've, I've, Like I said, I have a few friends that sold their businesses, and they were still working and still there, and it wasn't long before they were frustrated with everything, and they left. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. It's,
2: it's, and I still, I, you know, the good thing about my company here is, you know, most of the artists that work for me are my friends, and mm-hmm. um, I still have a lot of the same people here, and now I um, also have, you know... Gosh, I don't know what I have, four or five family members working here. Yeah. My son running the team, so that makes me come to work every day. Um, my yeah. daughter's my assistant, um, kind of keeps me in line. And um, <laughs> Tyler's running our marketing division here. And yeah. um, Bill keeps worked with me for 12 years or something like that. Yeah. He's been on my board before that. So um, it's great working with family, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I got to know John Eric a little bit. John Eric Burleson through Intense and yep. then through KTM when he was there, obviously. And uh, I really think the world of him, he seems like a smart guy, nice, really nice guy. So what's he been like?
2: Oh, he's been amazing. Yeah, yeah we've had a relationship before, and he's who I recommended to put in the, in the company here. And so glad to have him on board. And we mm-hmm. both think a lot, you know, 90% we're thinking the same direction. But yep. um, definitely smarter than me in some areas, so that's good.
1: There, there's a part of me that looks at your success as an artist. Uh, and you know, like I said, you transcend our sports, you you know, you're doing car racing, you did an NHL goalie mask. You've, I can't even, you know, all the things you've done. And I imagine at that point, revenues were good. Things were easy. It was things that you knew, you know, um, the business was good. And then you're like, Hey, I want to start a race team. And lots of people talk about the easiest way to make a million dollars racing is have two, right? (laughs) Uh, that's the old saying. And then you're like, I want to start with motocross gear when, you know, the giant distributors, all and Fox, mm-hmm. all have that area so locked in and so down to a science. You've taken, to me, just from the outside, I don't know you very well. You've taken a path that looks more difficult than than you could have. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about that a little bit, because uh, you know, in in those race teams and in those g- clothing companies, you're fighting uphill. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, it, you do you know, agree? It, or, it, do it, you agree? It, yeah.
2: Kind of. I don't look at it that way because okay. probably, it'd probably burn me out. So I don't try to look at it that way. I look at it, I started, you know, a supermoto team here, mm-hmm. you know, 17 years ago or something and started racing supermoto again. And, um, that's how I kind of started the race team. And as doing that, I started making clothing again. So it just felt natural. Um, or not again. Um, yeah. And started making gear, and and just keep evolving it. Really, it's like I have a race team, and we need to make cool clothes. And we're work before you got here. We we're working on some new knee guards and some new chest guards. And uh-huh. we're going to all, you know a bunch of our artists. We're all going to the track tomorrow to see what our guys are all, you know, want hands on development from the racers. And I think that's how you build a really good clothing is working with your race team. Yeah. And I think yeah, I think we're the only uh, race team that is sponsored by a clothing company, you know, or I mean, yeah. we're really, really a helmet company helmet is probably our biggest part of our business, but, um, it's a great way to market our, our clothing that yeah. and helmets, you know, and I enjoy going to the races. I yeah. love screaming Screaming, yelling. and
1: <laughs> Yeah. So no hesitation for you in starting this stuff back then, like where you're like, Oh fuck. Like this is, Oh, I've been scared yeah. plenty of times yeah.
2: in life, you know, Okay, but I think racing is scarier than anything. So <laughs> making clothing and helmets is easier. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the things I used to joke about, um, as a, as a, Maybe as a mechanic, uh, when did you start the first Motocross Supercross team? What year was that? Was that like oh4 I think it was two thousand three. Okay, think? somewhere on there. Yeah. So one of the things I used to joke about was like, look, man, Troy doesn't seem to care about winning races that much, but they are having a hell of a good time over there. You know what I mean? Like uh, it was a, it was a whether your managers Pingree or whoever was running your program, yep. and the racers you employed, everyone was cool. You were just doing a small little West Coast operation, you know, some nationals. And then, again, like I talked about, you got more serious. Now KTM's involved and you're, you know, there's more decisions and there's serious consequences uh, for racing and results and all that. You step it up again. It still looks like you guys have a lot of fun, but sure. it is more serious, right? Well, like, yeah, if you're going to go to work every day, you got to get better at what you're doing.
2: I mean, okay. So I tell everybody, you know, I was in here with my son this morning here, just talking about how we can be another, you know, it's just, I, I tell everybody, all my employees say, how do how do we be 5% better? Yeah. You know, and we just have to, as soon as we're delivering new product, the yeah. product's got to be better for the next one. So what, you know, what's the new brief, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm super stoked to have my son running the team. That just is really cool. Um, and he gets to work with Roger DeCoster and John Hines and, and Pitt and yep. uh, Robert Jonas. And, you know, he's got a really good group around him. I mean, he was getting ready to go to college here. And I said, there's an opportunity here. And I'm going to bring Tyler in to run our sports marketing. Yeah, And, um, you know, and Bill can teach him. And so, to me, I'm just trying to run a, a college class for the family here and just keep <laughs> just getting better at what we're doing, you know. And then we can all scream and yell on the weekends, you know. But,
1: but like, the the stories I hear about you from Mitch, from ronnie from jeremy from you know these good friends of mine from back in the day the stories i hear about you is you just like you you never took things too seriously you had a lighthearted attitude you wanted to have fun mm-hmm. and you know your 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 um fun business turned into this multi-million dollar thing and so i think about that and these and then i'm like well, does he you know like barsha's been suspended and there's been drama and and then you've had injuries jesse nelson mm-hmm. and You know, you've had these things go on where I, just from the outside, I I look at you and I go, he must be like, man, this isn't fun anymore, but... I mean, it is. I guess. Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. There,
2: there's a part of me for sure that's serious, but even when I'm having fun, I want I'm, I want to be the you're, best at having you're still fun. Still that way. I okay. still want to win at having fun. Yeah. I want to, I want to make sure that uh, fun is a big part of my life. And um, <laughs> I can, there's I a lot have... of stories about you having fun. <laughs> you know, they're probably not all true. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm I think I'm pretty good at having fun, and um, I like to work really hard. And then when I shut off, I like to have a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I encourage everybody around me to have fun. It's like you know i tell you know max this morning here um i said we can't win every race but let's make sure you know we expanded our hospitality let's make sure our sponsors are all invited yeah um it's uh you know to me it's important that we throw a good party too
1: yeah do you i I mean i don't know how much involved with you uh you know with the ktm end of things but are they are they happy with everything are they do they want better results are they are they good with how you're running it you know yeah i think so i mean it really
2: that's the, one of the things that happened is we switched to gas gas mm-hmm. um a little bit more fun team you okay know? yeah i um, coming coming from spain and um you know definitely i think the, the ktm team is a little you know uh, i mean I, I let them think that they're a little more serious I, i'm serious too and yeah. we, w- we want to beat them um but uh you know they've been a really good group um they they gave me a little reins to have some fun and and take some liberties on colors and yeah some of the sponsors and some of the stuff that we do couldn't maybe go under the ktm roof um so with gas gas we've got a lot more opportunity to have a little more fun we're working okay. on some new bicycles with them and new um e-motos and yeah. some electric mobility travel stuff um so they did they've been they've been awesome um and uh, I'm enjoying it still, you know, it's, it's what I'm looking, I'm looking right. forward to Anaheim so much right now here. Okay. Um, so you're still into it that I'm still way. smiling. Yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: It's funny because um, when, when you guys signed Barsha and there was a little bit of a, you know, bit of a drawn out thing with, I think it was Levi kitchen or I, I don't remember the, the trade was made somehow between Yamaha and, yeah. and Barsha. And I didn't really, I've known Justin for a while, obviously going to the races and I didn't really put it together. Hey, Troy Lee signed Barsha, like whatever. That's yeah. cool. But actually, it's, he's he's perfect for your oh, company. Like, it, awesome his attitude. He yep. he is a little bit out there. He's nuts. Yep. Uh, he likes to have a good time. He's very serious yet. Uh, that's a great fit. Uh, and I, I didn't realize it at the time, but now it's a great fit, right? Oh,
2: yeah, he's he's really fun to work with. He fits our brand for sure. Yeah, he always gives. You know if anything i'm trying to slow him down yeah you know and sometimes that happens with me here my guys are like troy slow down we're going to do way too much you know yeah. i start way doing way too many projects and you know we start working on football helmets and you know yeah you, yeah you know we're doing some stuff with ford here right now and so um sometimes i need to slow down a little bit here and pace myself a little bit but yeah. i get excited and i i get excited about a dream that i'm like you know what i got a good idea here i think i can run with this you know yeah, so, yeah. um i i can't wait to get up in the morning and Run off to work and see if I can grab my group of people and and pull something really amazing together, you know?
1: So when Barsha gets in trouble, quote-unquote, for some of the stuff he does, and I've been critical of it, too. I'm just like, what are you doing? What's your attitude about all that? How are you? Are you like, hey, bam, we got to talk? Or are you like, eh... (laughs) <laughs> I, I really let Max and and Tyler
2: at the time you okay. know work with that because they got they're probably better than I am because yeah, yeah. I'm I'm like well you're a uh, bit old school too yeah like... a bit old school where I think it's okay to kind of you know bounce into him one time you know I mean yep. I even let her on the back of his helmet um, pass me on the on the out uh, pass me on the inside it's safer you know and he looks at it and goes yep
1: <laughs> so yeah so, so okay so, entertaining for sure so you're a little bit removed from like the.
2: The disciplinary part of it. Yeah, I don't have to sit and talk to the AMA officials. We did that in Supermoto quite a bit, you know, but uh, that's really the team manager's job, and they're way better than I am. So I try to surround myself with with people that are smarter than me.
1: You mentioned Ford earlier, and you're maybe doing something with them, and you look at your movie success with Sony and different things you've done, Hot Wheels, uh, you know, never mind branching out to all the cooler motorsports out there. What impresses you, though? Like, what... Who reached out to you? Who's talked to you? What projects have you done that you're like, this is pretty fun, cool. Like this is, this is neat. Um, has there been something that's really like blown your wig back that way? Well, yeah. Just, I mean, yeah. I mean, my whole life
2: has been like that. To be honest with you, I mean, be able to do the helmets for Notre Dame when you know. Okay. I mean, three years in a row, and every game that we did them for, they won. I mean, that was just like outside the box. I mean, so how does that come together? Um, just connecting with good. I mean, that was with the Adidas. Adidas was sponsoring the team and said, okay, "Hey, yep. what if you wanted to, you know, take a foot one of our football teams and do something?" I says, "Well, I want to do Notre Dame." Oh, that's the hot, toughest one. I'm like, "Cool, let's start at the top."
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh, yeah, we did 180 helmets for them twice, uh, three times, and every game they wore them, they won. So it was a cool track record, and I think someone nike or under armor um sponsored after that so we couldn't we didn't do them but mm-hmm. i think we'll we'll still you know i haven't done the helmets for the astronauts yet that's still on. okay that's so a, that's a goal i'm always dreaming about <laughs> what, what's next and i always want to surprise you know i'm trying yeah. to always figure out i'm
1: always thinking about how to surprise the world yeah yeah you know? so it is so there is something still that impresses you like that something that you do where you're like yeah that's yeah yeah i mean did we, we designed
2: some cars for ford last year for lamar which is really cool mm-hmm. i've done that with um with porsche too we did some art cars for at lamar so those big events you know Daytona's is a, a cool race um I love when it ties to a race because racing is what I feel like I'm an expert at is putting the whole package together. Yeah. So. And that's what I love on our motocross team. I love working on the decals for the toolbox and the motorcycle stand. Yeah, yeah. so just the
1: small stuff. Still. I think
2: I'm still just a kid at heart, man. <laughs> and just, uh, you know, I'm like, wow, that stand is so cool. Yeah. And then I want to take one home myself and put it under, under my bike. You yeah, know? yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, that's pretty cool. Um, that's neat to see that you're still, you know, you're still stoked on some stuff. Um, when you deal and I always make a, I make a joke on, on uh, on my, raceracks call them every year at anaheim one i wander over to your truck and first it was tk forever uh ping for a little bit i'm like i look at your bike at anaheim one and i'm like what sponsor on here do i have no idea what they do or who they are like atari hotels or you know there was the 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 bakeries for a while i didn't know what that was there's been so many companies that you've worked with that has gotten a spot on your bike that i'm like you know what is that you know and and people don't know or whatever but when you work with these companies and bring them into motocross supercross what do you hear from them what do they talk about what do they like about it oh you know and being involved because you've definitely had some really unique sponsors yeah i mean everyone's a
2: little bit different um some of them i've you know mountain you know like you know josh greenstein from um, sony man and we met riding bicycles and, okay. and then we said well let's launch some gear kits um and do the helmets because he sees how much effort we put into our motocross gear mm-hmm. we can launch a movie with this we're working on ghostbusters it's going to be the third anaheim this year okay and then we worked with a stadium to see how we can blow it up a little bit more in the stadium and um it's just when i you know when you work with really smart people great things happen and um, what do
1: they think of our sport
2: what they like oh they, that's I, i've taken them to you know took the sony yeah. people to them and they're like wow this is an audience that we can advertise to these guys all want to go see movies yeah and watching supercross is like a wild movie so yeah i brought simonek into him um one of our mountain bike guys and now we're doing some stuff with him too um with sony so just we just keep getting new opportunities you know introduce yep. red bull to them I, a lot of a lot of gluing everybody like together b2b
1: stuff right yeah. like a little bit
2: of that yeah, yeah. you know it's, uh, what 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 the hell was Atari Hotels? <laughs> oh, it's one of my buddies, um, John Lennon, that's working, invested in her, um, Atari Hotels, and they want to do a gaming thing, so I okay. talked to him this morning, and they're working on a new Rubik's Cube, so I'm like, whoa, where's this going, you know, so <laughs> it just keeps leading to another yeah. thing, you know, so... Yeah. Um, and that's why I say, if you got good people that you want to hang out with, you get them tickets. You get them there. You serve them some food. Yeah. you go screaming in the stands with them. And right. some of my relationships really happen really quick. Um, you know, over a beer or two, and and they like they like what I'm doing. They like that um, I'm yeah. willing to take chances. You know, and I think that's where Gas Gas said. Troy's going to, um, you know, put gas gas on the map. Yeah.
1: Do you have much say in riders and stuff like that, that they want to hire? Do you, are you involved with that or you let, you let Max and Ian and Roger work yeah, with that? I, like, I, I let them bring him to me. Yeah. I mean, definitely
2: there's more on the branding side, you know? Yeah. Um, I think this guy would be great for our brand. Um, any and you know but those guys are the ones that are really out there watching them and right. you know cuz these guys are they're all so close mm-hmm. you know it's, it's who's who's a quarter second faster than the yeah. other guy you know yep. so those guys Max and Roger and and Tyler and all those guys you know spend all the time at the track with those guys yeah. you know
1: so which ones over the years have stood out for you on your team the, the, uh, obviously Barsha for obvious reasons but has there been two or three other guys over the years that you were like I like I like that kid or I like that dude well, I mean, it started
2: with putting Jeff Ford and, you know, Jeremy McGrath and yeah. Doug Henry. I mean, how yeah. could you go wrong with those guys? They got such a track record, you know, and they wanted to go super motor race, And I'm like, I'll buy you bikes. Let's figure out how to do it. I'll buy a trailer. <laughs> let's uh, let's so, hang out. <laughs> yeah. Um, we let enjoy. I hung out with Jeremy McGrath last night. Ken Block's thing in, uh, yeah. in Costa Mesa, you know, so we all hang out together anyway. And we all kind of just kind of build on each other, you yeah.
1: know? Yeah um yeah it's interesting to see uh the different riders you 've hired over the years and the decisions that go into them and and yeah they all like in a way not they all but a lot of them have been unique personalities and I think that 's not a, that's not a coincidence you well, know I what
2: think, i mean yeah. i think i 'm probably a little bit unique too, so it takes you know somebody like Paul Tracy you know yeah. and that guy was crazy IndyCar car driver yeah. you know but we we rode mountain bikes together i mean it's, that's a, a lot of times it 's just Hanging out, riding yeah. bicycles. You know, yeah. quite a few of my friends, I ride bicycles or even um, Kyle Washington, another buddy of mine. We drive cars, race cars together, you yeah. know, so um, and we go trail riding together. Yeah. So it's, um, my, you know, I love hanging out with um, I love hanging out with interesting people that yeah. are pushing the envelope, too. And then my job is to push the envelope.
1: When's the last time you and Peyton just hung out and. We, had, a, had a time we need to do that
2: it's, been a, it's been a while here <laughs> <Okay. I've> been, <laughs> we're fierce competitors but yeah. uh we we have a lot of you know i wouldn't be here without him he, yeah. he printed my first t-shirt for me mm-hmm. he believed in me more than i believed in myself you know i was yeah. racing well i raced for him yeah and uh oh, there's plenty of crazy stories yeah there, but, well he's uh, told
1: us one on the show about a sod, <laughs> some sod yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a few right
2: yeah yeah, yeah. But uh, Mitch is the same way. Mitch pushes the envelope too, and yeah. uh, I like people that are thinking outside the box.
1: So going back, uh, you're out of your house. You're painting helmets. Is that is that when you do the Magoo helmet? Like, are you? Is it that far back in your in your mom's garage when you meet Magoo and do a helmet for him? Danny Chandler.
2: Yeah, I yeah. was making – that was in my mom's house before I moved into – The, the you airport know, hangar? You no, know, I moved in another house. Okay. And then I got kicked out of there and had to move in because the paint fumes because I was painting until <laughs> 2 or 3 in the morning in the neighborhood. And the compressors are running and paint fumes are coming out of the house. And so um, – but, yeah, no, yeah. me and Mitch, you know, I raced for him. So, we're you know, yeah. we're still really good friends today. I have so much respect for him. He's gave me the opportunity to design all of his – Kawasaki's and Splitfire bikes and um, Peak bikes yeah. and did his trailers and toolboxes and brought him even uh, Hansen's Energy Drink, which turned into Monster, yeah. brought him PPG. And did you buy stock in Hanson's, by the way? No, I should have.
1: Damn, <laughs> yeah, we all should have. Yeah. Uh, so Magoo's your first guy. Is he, is he the guy that puts you on the map, or is it more Mitch that, that does it with his guys? Well, Magoo was definitely one of my first um, guys that yeah. really... He,
2: he he gave, he, um, you know, he basically, I'm sitting up looking at his helmets right now yeah. here and I, it was before I had Troy Lee stickers and before he says, sign the visors. I'm like, really put my name on your visor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and just as he was kind of getting his factory Honda ride. So, um. And he always wanted a special visor, wider, longer. So I, and these, when I vacuumed them in my mom's oven, okay. I could change the length on them. So when I did Johnny O's visor, it was more arched, And when I did Magoo's, it was more flat and longer. I, you and,
1: were taking the stock visors and doing that? Or were you at that no, point No, I making made my your, own
2: little Bondo mold. And okay, I so had a vacuum cleaner that I'd plug into it. And was that the Arrow
1: one then? Was that the genesis of the Arrow?
2: Yeah. Well, I didn't. It was just... It was just a visor, okay, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. and i didn 't even have stickers, so I just um, signed my name on it, and okay, really, who really gave me a start is Malcolm Smith, Malcolm Smith was the first person to um say, I want to carry your visors. Um, okay. And he really, then, he, you know, he gave me an order and I went, whoa, hundred. Oh no. I only do one <laughs> or two at a time. and It's usually. And so then that made me think, well, man, I should get a mold done. Okay. And step it up a little bit instead of trying to burn my fingers. And yeah, have, I had all the neighbor kids coming down and trimming the visors too. Really? I'd yeah. trace around. You, you trim this and then I'd sand them before I put them in the bags and put the little Allen screws in. And
1: oh, so you were, so. okay. So that was even before the arrow, before you mass marketed the arrow, you, yeah. you were doing screws and, yeah. and everything. For guys, yeah. I'm making oh, them okay. adjustable. And, yeah. Yeah. I pulled that mic up a little bit. Yep. yep, there you go. Um, so then that Malcolm Smith gives you an order and you're like, now I gotta like really get a mold and get this going. And yeah, that's the arrow. Yeah, yep. Yep. And that's the arrow one. Yep. So I'm interested, like obviously the three snap visor was around forever, right? Yep. This that predates me. Uh and then at some point Bell had the screws yep. in the side. Yep. Was that were you doing that before or was that About the the same time, because
2: we were doing quite a few bells. um, So I started working with their system on it and doing different shapes. Okay. um, So.
1: So I saw uh, an old Magoo helmet. A guy in Georgia has an old Magoo helmet, Mm -hmm. and it was kind of that era there. Yeah. Uh, But it's an open face. Yeah. And I swear, if I remember right, it has three snaps. But you did the screws on the side. Yep. So and you a were, little aluminum plate, too. So you were drilling and tapping into helmets? Yeah, you're not <laughs> supposed to do that. <laughs> no, but how. So I think about that and I go back and I go, that must have blown everybody's wigs back. How cool that looked compared to a three snap visor.
2: Yeah, because the yeah. three snaps, you had to put the duct tape because they rattled so much. You know, I remember yep. doing like Larry Brooks's helmet and he had a Honda line helmet. I think the vents even went through the snaps. They were pretty big snaps, but uh-huh. the, they would just. It was kind of a shame because you'd be like, you know, painting a really bitching car and then sticking some old funky grill in it. You know, it's yeah. like the visor was such a big part of it. You yeah. Know?
1: Yeah. So the Aero helmet and the Aero visor and the Aero 2 visor that you re-f- you redid, safe to say that probably bought you a few houses. Um, Let <laughs> me put sold. some down, you know,
2: down payment on some buildings and got me a spray booth and got me out of my Ooh. house
1: into the into the airport. And, because uh, that, that was more successful than the helmet painting business, right? It had to have been. Uh, uh, you know? No? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I what it
2: really what it really showed me was Mitch Payton made, printed me a T-shirt, and I started selling some T-shirts. Okay. Baumgartner printed them. Um, but um, I started realizing that I just couldn't work till two and three in the morning every time. Yeah. You know, every every week. just, uh, you know? And yeah. then run to the races and deliver. Then go get dressed and race. Um, um. it, I said, man, maybe I can turn this into a, it. Made me go, man. Maybe I can turn this into a business. Okay. You know, because it was. Um, I wasn't sure that I. I mean, because I was also, when I was painting helmets, I was painting jet skis. I was painting mailboxes. Yeah. I'd, I'd paint anything it would take to pay the bills, you know? How
1: long were you the sole painter for Troy Lee Designs? Oh, by like, like probably did... like
2: three or four years.
1: Okay. And then you finally got a Then helmet. I got a guy to sweep okay. the shop. And
2: yeah. then I started getting somebody to clean, you know, clean up. And uh-huh. I still taped them, still lettered them all for another three or four years. Yeah. And then, um, then I hired them. Um, Maki, one of my employees I still have today here, um, amazing. He really helped me a lot. Um, oh, still
1: still working for you?
2: Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And then I hired Mike David. He's still working for me in the back. He still does all of our Bondo, you know, builds the shapes. I sketch the helmets, and he builds it out of Bondo. Yeah.
1: And, wow. And um, So growing up, were you naturally just – because I, I feel like you can draw or you can't draw. You can refine it, and you can practice, of course. But, like, to me, like my brother, we're, we're the we're, we're, same mom and dad – he can draw. Yep. He's a good drawer. I am terrible, and he never went to school or did anything. And he just—I just feel like it's just the talent you have. Uh, do you believe that?
2: I don't know. I think really, I'm pretty, especially compared to my artists, I'm I'm pretty shitty drawer, really. <laughs> but I can get it. You can see right here. I mean, but yeah. I, I get the point down, and I know what they need to do, and I mm-hmm. I go under try to understand the paints. So what what I do is I try to push it in a lot of different areas. Um, Okay. I'll sketch and then I go work and try to like, I'm developing colors for PPG right now. Okay. We have six new colors that, um, that are in my head that, um, that we've, we've mixed and I'm hoping we come out with TLD colors here, but, um. We're so you're adding. saying
1: you're not that great of an artist? Is that what you're saying? I, I mean, I'm, I'm,
2: I don't have the patience. Okay. I mean, my guys will sit there and paint all day on, yeah. on an eyeball or, or, a, or a skull or a bird or a hawk or a crow or eagles. And okay. I, I sketch it real quick and go, this is what I want. And then I find the best person to do it. Yeah. Okay. You know?
1: Interesting. Yeah. And so- every one
2: of my employees are better than I am. Really, huh? Yeah, they yeah, all they yeah. all, they all all kick ass. And
1: then you're just like, hey, this is what I want, like you said, with that helmet. Yeah. You can see rough edges on that helmet, but you're like, this is basically it. Yeah, right? I yeah. picked
2: the, this is candy red, this is, you know, K4 blue, I want this over pearl, I want the carbon fiber show here, I want this matte, I want this shiny. Yeah. yeah. So it's an instruction manual. manual. Do you
1: run into, and goddamn, you've done so many helmets, do you, I, I don't know what, it, I'm thinking of writer's block, because I write stories, Oh, I don't know, it's artist block, do you, or do you ever just sit down and be like, "I got nothing"? I got nothing. What do I do? No, usually it's
2: um, I just have to pick the brain. You know, like I just Miguel Olivero called me yesterday, one of our MotoGP guys, uh-huh. and gave me some ideas. Um, and I it's mostly just learn how to pick their brain. You know, going okay, what do you? What colors do you love? What do you hate? Everybody knows what they hate. Okay. Um, sometimes I don't know what they love. And then I talk to the team and see what the bikes looking like. I talk to the leather suit company and okay. I kind of pick all their brains and then that gives me a really good
1: foundation to build them something amazing. Well, the reason I asked is because I talked for this story. I talked to some riders, mm-hmm. some of your favorite guys that you've done helmets for. And I asked them like chicken said that he gave you a lot. He, he told you kind of what he wanted. Chicken yep. had a lot yep. of ideas. Yep. Everyone else I talked to Jeremy yep. Damon, Wardy, couple other guys, they're like, you did it. you, you." So, you know, it all came from your brain. So, and I'm thinking about all these other helmets for these racers that I didn't even talk to, and it's all coming from you. Like, you had free range, so that's why I was going like, do you ever have artist block where you're like, yeah, I don't know what to do for Bradshaw's helmet this year, or whatever, you know? I mean, sometimes there's an hour or two where I can't figure out what I'm doing, but usually I
2: just... (laughs) I constantly am drawing so I just I just draw stuff like this here you know and I'm like oh I like this eyeball with a, a oh, okay. octopus coming out of the eyeball so it's like I have art that's kind of floating around that I'm just trying to figure out so that where is to put nothing
1: it. but just a doodle I
2: was on the phone drawing this morning okay so then you know <laughs> and then sometimes it, what helps me a lot is to paint like this duck this is a okay. gift I'm giving away tonight here, but um, I just gave one to Gabrielle because he's me and Gabrielle from uh, Alpine Star have yeah. been friends forever. And right. I couldn't make his 50th year there. So I said, i uh, painted him up a duck. So there's only, I'm only doing six of them. They're numbered. And I yeah, just, yeah. Um, but I get to experiment. I love when I get to just experiment and do whatever I want. Okay. You
1: know? Yeah. Interesting. Right. Um, so I talked to a few racers uh, about helmets that you did for them and, and they kind of told me a couple of things. So, Wardy, uh Wardy, long-time friend of yours, of course, yep. told me two helmets stand out for him. The 85 helmet, it's an open face. Uh, he said the green, blue, pinstriping yep. silver. He loved that helmet. <laughs> he said something about the way you painted the visor where you incorporated some logos into the visor. Because mm-hmm. it had that little flip thing, right, the showy. Yep. Uh, and then he said his his number helmet, his career number helmet, uh, also stood out for him as, as two of his favorites. So, oh, cool. Yeah. What do you what do you remember about those two things? Well, no, I just when he told me he was going to retire, and I looked at all
2: the num I mean, you know, I, me and Wardy go way back, right? Um, and he was one of the first guys that brought my his helmets to my house. You know, he was good friends with Goat Brecker too, and so I painted goats too. Yeah, and um, you know, definitely. Borty has really put me on the map here. I looked at all of his numbers that is for his whole career. Yeah. And went, Wow. Let's. I try to make it. There's. I, I can't do something unless there's a story to it. Okay. And to me, that was a story. That, I'm like, that, wow. This is all yeah. of his his race, you know, professional career numbers. Right. So, which made it fun.
1: Uh, Bradshaw told me his favorite one. I think his real favorite one was sort of the Confederate flag with the arrow. But nowadays, yeah, nowadays, you can't really. Use yeah. that one. Yep. yep. So he did tell me that his favorite one was that one that became a replica. Yep. Uh What was that? Uh, that, that, you know, that's an iconic helmet. Yeah. Um, what about that one comes to mind?
2: Well, that one, I just, um, you know, I, I try to look at everything from different angles. When I'm painting, you look at it here and I tell my artist that too, but when you're right in front of you on your desk, but when you go up to the top of the stands and drink a beer, you should be able to see your helmet too. So okay. what I did on that one is I went with the quarter inch um, yellow pinstripe so that, yeah, no matter if I had two or three beers, I can still find Bradshaw.
1: <laughs> so yeah, he said he loved that helmet out of all his helmets and it became this replica for a while. Yeah. You know, yep, he was um, fun to work with chicken told me, and this was a, a, a one that was weird. You did one for the USGP for at Helen on a 500. Okay. Uh, he told me that was his favorite one. Do you remember that one? Every time I'm doing something for him and we're, chicken was just I'll here sh- yesterday. Oh, he was. Yeah. I'll show you a photo of it. Um, Cause I, I, I couldn't remember it, but I was thinking that it was out there in... Um, I was thinking it was in MXA, and there's the helmet there that he talked about. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Cool. So yep.
1: Chicken would have mostly given you the colors and what he wanted on it? Or? Yeah, he we
2: even painted um, some jersey, hand-painted jerseys for him and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, Chicken was always fun. I mean, it was cool because... Me and him would go to Social Distortion concerts, so yeah. we end up putting Social Distortion on the side yeah. of it, and then always, you know, he was always into like,
1: oh, skulls and everything else. So that's one of his <laughs> with a huge skull up on there. Yeah, yeah, he so, loved skulls. Yeah, uh, Danny Stevenson said when he stayed with him, we lived with him. He was just skulls on his. Yeah, everything is skulls. House. Yeah, so I even had
2: make. I just was with the guys from Social Distortion last night, and they're like, "Remember when you made us? We made them little Social Distortion stickers." Yeah, you know, oh, that's so. cool.
1: Um, Obviously Jeremy's favorite one, the hundred dollar bill mm-hmm. helmet. Uh do you have that one in there? Yeah, I don't it's even right know. Over there. Oh, wait, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the idea behind the hundred dollar bill?
2: Well, really, I stole the idea because really it was, and it was on somebody else before that, but I'm trying to think of the guy before. But um, Evil Knievel had $100 bills on his tank. Oh, he did? Okay. So, so I'm a huge Evil Knievel yeah. fan. Yeah. I have something from Evil Knievel in here. But, oh, you um, do? Okay. I'm like, wow, we got to bring the $100 bills back, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the funny part was, like, are you giving them to me or am I putting them on? Or- <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, how does that work, <laughs> I think right? He gave me one, I put one on. so. Right. Uh, and then who did the RJ Bulldog? Was that you? Yeah, I mean it was a mascot from his school,
2: okay, um, in San Diego or Carlsbad. Um, but I think we hopped it up and and put a you know made him a little tougher with a spike collar and some stuff like that. But yeah. most of these things were that same with even like chickens. You know, we were into social D, and he was into skulls, so we did the social D logo, yeah. and then we put the skulls on it. And so everything just keeps evolving. You know,
1: right? Was there um, so I thought of for the magazine story and for this show, you know. Uh, McGrath, Bradshaw, Wardy, Chicken. I feel like you're associated with those guys. Like, that's... You know, I mean, that's yeah, just like that era. Today. Right. Is there somebody I'm missing? Is there somebody else that I'm, you know, like... Didn't
2: th- well, I mean, there's, depending on what sports, I mean, th- yeah. at that time I was doing John Alessi's helmet when he was driving Formula One for Ferrari, which is right up there, and then, then Tomac, I mean, Tomac really, you know, John Tomac, Yeah, he was our first real downhill guy that really put me on the map, he was the only guy that could go out and win cross country, dual slalom, yeah. and downhill, yep. and he was just um, super amazing to work with, and kind of Broke the ice a little bit for me in the bicycle side, you know, and then I started doing Kings and Dave Cullinans and Brian Lopes and all those guys. Did
1: John, um, is is that your first bicycle guy that got you sort of into that market? Yeah. And was he from, did he, he's always been at a motocross. So did he just know you from motocross or how did, or were you? He was uh, sure a motocross fan, but he was, he was big in BMX.
2: And, um, and then I did the Eagles and then the feathers coming yeah. off the Eagles. And then I took that and put it on Scott Russell's helmet with the right. full headdress, yeah. eag- um, with the Indian feathers. So I just, um, every time I do something, I just try to see how I can expand on it. And like I said, try to make it, you know, 10% cooler, yeah. you know, and, and just, um, and then we do have some, you know, some of those things that been kind of like TLD trademarks, you know, like right now I'm working on a on a, you know, Scott Russell, um, I'd love to do a Scott Russell. i talk to him about it. he yeah. a Scott Russell street helmet again bring
1: the feathers back, bring it back. You know, okay. that was 25 years ago. You did one for MXA that was on the cover one time. It was, oh yeah. Right. I did it that one yeah, for cool. Jody. Yeah. 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 That, that yeah. was really, really neat. It was a little more intricate than Russell's. I yeah. think yeah. a little yeah. more, a little more Indian. Yeah. yeah a little more yeah. Indianish, right? Yeah.
2: That was Jody. Jody, Jody really helped me a lot. He gave me my first business card ad and did
1: he really the back yeah. motocross in motocross action yeah.
2: and and as you know there's times where you go, "Whoa, maybe I am um uh, a a wallet turn this my um, sorry, my phone's on
1: yeah, you're fine. um so at some point in the like this so i couldn't have, I was from Canada, I couldn't afford a troy Lee helmet, but I could afford a Serrano helmet back mm-hmm. in the day because he did lamies and he yep. he did a few guys, so like what I would do, and I'm just wondering like i this is the days of no internet or nothing, you just wrote on a piece of paper, I like pink. Blue, I ride a Honda. Steve seven six two. Yep. Here's a brand new showy, yep. like in the box. Yep. Is that what happened in your like for Troy Lee? That still <laughs> happens today. Um, that's why you know. I mean, it still happens today. I mean,
2: I was on yeah. the phone with you know a couple of racers today, and they go, "Hey, I want this on there. I want this on there. I want my kids' handprints on there. Yeah. And I want um, yeah." I'm liking these two colors,
1: and I'm like perfect. Let's yeah. go for it, you know. So, so any like, kind
2: of foundation they can give me is awesome.
1: So like in eighty five, eighty six, eighty seven, you're just getting boxes of helmets from dudes all over the world with instructions, and then you're just like, uh, I'll, I'll figure it out. Like yeah, that's just, kinda how. It,
2: usually I just sketch it in pencil first, and then I kind of send it to them. And they go, okay, I like the lines, and then.
1: But and, you, but but back then, how would you send? It? You would be able to send it to them. Cause no, back, back then, so shoot.
2: What would, would you just do it like? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd try to, you know, look at, really, i look at motocross action. I mean, most of the time, I was looking at the racers. Okay, you know, if I was going to Europe, I'd go, well, this guy's pretty fast, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Gobert, okay. What's he riding? He's riding a, um, a Honda, okay. Yeah. You know, and right, right. what's his gear look yeah. like? And, do you know, definitely, I do, I do a lot of research, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you
1: know. Guys like Serrano and Paint Can and these other guys throughout the the motocross history of painting helmets were you friends with all of them or was it super competitive business like was it like no i was su- i
2: mean i admire them tried to hire them still try to hire them really yeah and you know and yeah. they and a lot of them bought a lot of visors so i was super thankful for them sure. i'm like wow these all these visors are going i, I can almost tell how many helmets they were painting yeah, yeah. Oh, this guy needs another 20 visors wow this guy needs a ton another 20 visors so- <laughs> yeah okay so it was- i mean five- yeah i think it's um yeah, and that's why I said I never, I never, you know. I think I'm, I need to be a better artist. You know, I still think that. You know, and I do. Um, and there's guys out there that are just like, "Whoa, you're kicking my butt! I need to hire you." you yeah, know? yeah, right. <laughs>
1: so. Funny, uh, I sent my helmet. So again, I'm Canadian. Sent it to Serrano because he did Omera's cheetah helmet mm-hmm. and Lamson's helmet. I really yep. liked it. Right. Yep. So I'm like, okay, I can't I afford. A, I can't afford a Troy Lee. Serrano, I can afford. Except he, I. It, the box came from Canada, and I guess he didn't really notice it. And I got the helmet back—a giant American flag on the top. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> and, and like this is like 1991, and, and I'm just like, well, I guess I'm gonna run an American flag. Like, so just—I don't know if you ever did that, but Troy, yeah. Oh, I've, done, I've made the... <laughs> some mistakes.
2: I've done—I've done 86 on one side and 68 on the other side of a helmet. Oh, you, you have? Know? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. We've definitely made some mistakes. Okay, all right. You know? And I don't spell so well either, so I've definitely. <laughs> So, so just, did those guys send helmets back and be like, Hey, Oh yeah. We get stuff, you know, once a month we get something back and somebody wants something changed or something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah. Usually we try to turn it into a positive and
1: do something. Know, yeah. yeah. Make yeah. the guy happy. Yeah. So we've talked about the, the, the risks you've taken with, with clothing and, and visors back in the day and everything else. What have you done that hasn't worked? What have you done? That's failed. What is, what is, what have you done? That's been like, fuck i really thought that was something like is, is something like my mind? sun visors i made sun
2: visors for a long time yeah. I and mean, i used yeah. to go all the jet ski races and hand paint them right and, i mean i can't say it failed but uh
1: well those are the ones with the plastic
2: clips. yeah they slipped in yeah. i made little um, right. neoprene boot booties yeah. that go around the arms on it and i mean i sold you know thousands of them and paid for a mold and yeah but um but i thought it was gonna be bigger than ever because i figured everybody on the beach can wear one of these yeah you know? so yeah
1: yeah that that's where you were thinking yeah. that was gonna work I mean, I've done, yeah,
2: there's, there's quite a few, there's a lot of stuff out there that I've done, but a lot of times I get halfway through it and realize it, you know, because I, I kind of prototype it and I I run it to dealers and, and, um, you know, and I've been stuck with stuff going, Whoa, like the polka dot gear, you know, we do polka dot gear and I did it in three colors and we probably should have done two colors. Yeah. you're Right. So, um, yeah, it's interesting
1: when I've done these with Eddie Cole or Pete Fox or John Gregory, I've done all these shows with them. And they all have something that they're like, fuck, that didn't work. Like, you know, yeah. we, got, we never sold anything. And I thought it was a great idea. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I think we can't be afraid of
2: trying. You know, I guess yep. uh, I, I'm not afraid to fail, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I think if you are afraid to fail, you're not going to ever succeed. Right. Okay. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's probably probably good to know, right? Um. In your experience, again, with F1 or, or MotoGP or whatever else, I go back to the fact that at the end, you're a dirt bike guy like all of us. What do we need to do different in our sport to – I'm of the belief that, like, look, we are not going to ever be MotoGP. We are never going to be NASCAR. There's a lot of people that want to do it. Feld would love for it to be that big, obviously, and they do a good job. They're doing a better job. Uh, I just don't know if we'll ever get there. But do you think we'll ever get there, and what are we doing wrong to not be a bigger sport? Because, you know, we got great personalities. We've got a young demographic. There's, the athletes in our sport are phenomenal. I mean, mm-hmm. they're just phenomenal athletes. What are we missing? I don't know. I in some ways
2: I don't want to change our sport because it is it's so good, it's so cool and so unique. Yeah. You know, it's not for everybody and it's it's um it takes takes a lot of waybos for a lot of what those guys are doing out there, man. Yeah. I mean they're yep. pushing the envelope, so it's not for everybody. Um and in in some ways, which is really cool. I mean I love IndyCar. Um yep. and I, you know, help those guys out and they're awesome the and plus the
1: killed you, right? The split. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah.
2: that was terrible. But um, it's uh, I love that those guys all watch our sport. Yep. And I do like IndyCar. It's I want to do more for those guys, but it's really hard to sell anything from IndyCar. Yeah. I mean they don't they don't buy um you know, Juan yeah. Montoya or Max, um, yeah. you know, or, or, um, Danica Patrick helmets or anything. They have, sometimes they make a little one, yeah. but we're so lucky that there's my business, 50, percent of my business is motorcycle and 50% is bicycle. And yeah, we're lucky that we have those channels, you know, there's not really formula one channels in the United States or stores, and there's not IndyCar stores. Yeah. Um, so they do get the you know, the big sponsors sometimes like a, a Riley's yeah. auto Bard or, you know, I mean, um, Chip Ganassi really good at that. Penske really good at that. And they change the cars from race to race to keep PPG. And Is some of those
1: sponsors happy. And do we horizon. have a signage issue then just on basic of a motorcycle being a motorcycle? And that's, uh, you know,
2: yeah, I mean, there's definitely not a ton of, I mean, I know I have, we're trying to clean, you know, every year we're trying to clean it up a little bit and pull some sponsors off here. But it, you know, we have, I think we have 41 sponsors to go racing and, yeah. and everybody pays, you know, helps us with, whether it's down yeah. to handlebars from Renthal or filters from Twin Air some of these little DID rims, I mean, yeah, you know, it's. Um,
1: well, I was talking more from a like a like, I, what I don't understand in our sport is you know like Coy Gibbs was in it forever yeah. and great guy, knew him well, he couldn't get a sponsor for the motocross team yeah. for the last few years, yeah. and then the NASCAR side, you know, they got every sponsor they want, MMs and yeah. FedEx and you yeah. name it, right? Yeah. And I used to tell Coy like, what do we what are we doing wrong? Like I don't because. If a FedEx is in for $20 million for the NASCAR team, whatever number it is, they could break off $1 million for the title of almost any team in the pits mm-hmm. and get a massive rolling billboard and be FedEx jerseys, pants, everything. And they don't find it valuable enough to even do that. And Coy was a prime example of that, where he couldn't get somebody. And they were trying like hell. You know yeah. that. Yeah. And I just, I'm a little discouraged. I'm just like, well, I, I don't know why nobody sees our value. Yeah. <laughs> Well I do think
2: like you know I think you know Red Bull's done an amazing job there and mm-hmm. and so is Monster I mean we've grown both of those companies through motorcycle yep. racing and you know and car racing and everything but um you know, it's definitely, I mean, that's why I have to, that's why we have to be really creative with Sony. I mean, that's why we're wearing Ghostbusters gear at the, yeah. the third Anaheim here to promote their new Ghostbuster movie, you right. know?
1: Did the Venom um, thing work? Did you feel like yeah, that? Got, yeah. Yeah.
2: And, yeah. And now we know how to do it even better. Yeah. You know, and now we've brought them into the, to the Supercross and they're sponsoring the whole shot. Sony is okay. for next year. So that's awesome. So oh, it's so been, trying great. to make yep. a full circle out of things, yeah. you know, it's just, um not just having the, the riders wear the gear in the pits. You got to market it. I mean, so, social media is so important. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, I feel like our sport, we're just uh, like, we get two new teams, we lose two teams. You know? And it's like, we're not really growing massively. You know? So I wonder what you thought from somebody that works. In all sorts of motorsports and outside companies.
2: I don't know. I just looked at what... I just tried to buy 20 more tickets, and it feels like Anaheim 1 sold out, and okay. they're 160 bucks a ticket. Now, yeah. I'm like, dang, we're doing something right here, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, Feld's doing something right. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, they've done a good job. Yeah, they've you been
2: they've been amazing. I'm super stoked to... I was stoked to help them bring, bring Sony to them, you know? Yeah. You guys have done a good job, and I want to keep wrapping arms around them, you yeah. know?
1: Yeah, I feel like the old regime, whether it's back in your day or even my day with... with uh, uh clear clear channel and all those guys that, yep. you know a lot of infighting a lot of political ishu- issues and now you look at MX Sports and Feld and they're lined yep. and, MX and Feld's doing, you know, they're more receptive. Do
2: you yep. feel like that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think the new super motocross thing is super cool, too. I mean, I feel like, um, you know, I'm bummed we're not back at Glen Helen because it's one of, you know, my favorite tracks. I mean, oh, it's local to me. And, I, I
1: have that question for you.
2: <laughs> and I love Bud, you know, Bud Feldkamp's been really good to us out there. We always get yeah. a big hospitality out there, but not everybody wants to walk out and spend all, only the hardcore people yeah. and get dirty and climb those hills. And that's me. But right. um, I think with this new thing they're looking at they're going hey we want to be able to get you know right. fifty thousand people in in through the gate here in, in an hour or yep. two and get them back out and have yep. you know bitching toilets and cool grandstands and so yeah i think what they're doing with the the first three rounds they did last year here yeah. i think that's going to expand and and it's been a it's you know people can come out and camp and they got yeah a nice facilities and sure. you know
1: were you, you were probably stoked to be back at the Coliseum. Obviously, you're oh, a fan of the sport, yeah, right? That's yeah, that's where it started. You yeah. know? So
2: that was just like history all over yeah. again.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like, you know, Tom White, when he was alive, mm-hmm. uh, he was working hard. Um, yourself and Mitch tried to broker a deal between Davey, Carry, and Bud and... I don't know if it's ever going to happen, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I
2: keep swinging on it, you know. I mean, I love Glen and I want to get a national out there. But, yeah. it's, you know, I we, we did build help um, Bud build the museum out there. And, yep. you know, I just talked to him about it. I go, really, to get him back out here, Bud, we probably need to have four rows of traffic coming in. We need yeah. state-of-the-art toilets and everything in there. And, yeah. um, you know, but um, and Bud keeps investing in it. But it's it real turnkey you know, for them to go to like, you know, to a stadium that's already got everything, yeah. all the grandstands there and, yeah. and toilets and concession stands and all that kind of stuff, you know.
1: Well, I feel too like, you know, when MX Sports does a deal with WPS and Fly Racing and then he shows up at, Troy, at Glen Helen and Troy Lee has a great spot there, <laughs> I feel like that probably anchors <laughs> MX Sports a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's our home track, so we got to do
2: something, something right. cool.
1: Right, right. Um, uh, we're almost wrapping up here, uh, but I think. In my I, I actually I showed you this a few years back I think one of the coolest helmets you've ever done is Ron Machine's 1988 helmet uh, JT helmet um, silver blue green you know uh-huh. uh, number four pink yep. number four I absolutely love that helmet you did one for Brock close like that as well um That's my favorite helmet. I got a I got a replica done up from a friend of mine in Michigan, so I have it on my desk and everything else. But we we can't go without like I need a couple of dogger stories. I just (laughs) I mean ones that you know that are for public uh, consumption. But you've I don't know if I know any of those. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me ask you this: who had a who had a greater time off the track, dogger or chicken?
2: Is is there? Is there oh, uh, I think they're head and head, man. They're. <laughs> not tell who's gonna hit the, ch- the, the you know the checkered flag first.
1: <laughs> and then Wardy was their teammate. And is oh. like, can you imagine? I I first had to deal with Ronnie, and then I got to deal with Chicken. He was like the therapist for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But honestly, like Doggers and you, you guys had some good times. Oh, back yeah, in the yeah, day. Yeah,
2: we've had some super good times. Yeah, yeah. We like to drink.
1: Right. He, I'll leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought, like, people were like, Look, uh he was incredibly talented, right? Amazing. And, and he had some issues off the track, and he's doing great these days and everything else. But I always find it funny because even though Ronnie was having burning the candles at both ends, uh, everyone loved him, right? Yeah. Everybody liked him as a person, I, yeah. from what I gather, when yeah. he raced, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was, no, he was, he was just, guy. he
2: was just, you know, surprised to everybody. Cause he, you know, I think the racing was secondary to him half the time, you yeah. know, and he was just such a natural, but so he'd just get on the bike and just yeah. rip, you know, but then he liked to have his beers afterwards and party yeah. a little bit, you know? And, and, um, and that got, a, got a little heavy a couple of times, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but,
1: the reason I bring it up a little bit is because I did somebody that we, a mutual friend of ours were like, yeah, like everyone would be like. Ronnie, like you gotta focus, man. You gotta like, you know, you gotta really focus on this. You're a factory writer all this, and then somebody told me, well, then him and Troy would get together, and it would just be- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like you were Troy, you were blamed as a a, 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 a negative, uh, dragging him down.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I could have been better in some areas for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you? So we had uh, Jeremy came up to Vegas. Skip's got a brewery there. Skip yep. Norfolk's got a brewery. Jeremy came. We did a live show mm-hmm. with Lamps and Jeremy, Skip, and just bullshit it, right? Yeah. Uh, and obviously, we're all older, so maybe we're – I try not to be the guy that walked up to of school both ways, right? I want to appreciate the time I'm in and think yep. about how special these guys are now, so I try not to be that way. But during the show, we were talking about how much fun the 90s were. I started being a mechanic in 95, mm-hmm. so I kind of got the tail end of it as a greaseball mechanic and – we were talking about how much fun the 90s were, and obviously Jeremy was the king of the world back then. But do you think, Troy, that that a, was a special era in our sport? Uh, and, or is it is it just an old man walking uphill to school both ways?
2: No, it was special. I mean, for sure it was, uh, you know... I, I felt like I was in my, you know, prime then, just you know, accomplishing really fun, cool things and getting to hang out with the coolest racers in the world here, and you know, going yeah. to Europe and going to Bercy and, you know, trying to grow my international business. And um, but um, it's always cool when you're 25, you know. Yeah, I guess right.
1: <laughs> Whether you're 25 in 1975 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: I mean, and, and you know, just. Those guys, um, the sport was kind of new and just happening. They had the races in Japan and yeah. really, you know, they're getting Fuji as sponsors. And, you know, it was, yeah. it was just, it was definitely cool times. But I definitely not complaining about today. I mean, I'm more proud of the sport than ever. And, yeah. and I feel like we're all kind of swimming in the right direction. The teams are putting good stuff together and athletes are great and the bikes are amazing. Yeah. I mean, you go buy a brand new bike right now and they're so much fun. Yeah. You know,
1: They're, they the yeah, EFI makes it, you know, yeah. more jetting, you know, you know what I mean, all yeah. of that, yeah. Um, you know, Jeremy's point was like, we could have a lot of fun, and there's no Twitter, there's no Instagram, there's no camera phones, yeah, yeah, you know, and we would show up and do our job, but we, no, I could, I, I wasn't getting in trouble for saying the wrong thing, you know, all the yeah. things that yeah. happened to them, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, and I'm like, yeah, you have a point, Jeremy. yeah, you gotta you, know? gotta, you know, keep your act together a little bit more these days, yeah, yeah. Is there a racer nowadays that? sort of reminds you of the old days and that you work with or, you know?
2: I was just talking about that because I was just on a, okay. um, an interview here and they're saying, who do you want to have dinner with? And I go, man, who I'd really like to have dinner with is be, would be James Hunt and then, uh, Barry Sheen. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I've pretty... had dinner with Bruce Brown. I mean, I've had a yeah. lot of great people, you know, the Peter Fonda, and, yeah. you know. Um, even dinner with Chip Ganassi, we had a blast, man. But, um, yeah, I mean... I don't know. Let's see. Hmm. I mean, gosh, Sean Palmer was. Yeah. We had way too much fun. <laughs> um, Is he
1: still around, Sean yeah, Palmer? Is yeah, he okay? I just, okay.
2: Him, I just took him to the IndyCar race. Oh, you did? Okay. He just bought a house in Lake Tahoe and he's a shack and he's fixing it up, knocking walls out. Mm. And he's, so he's he, doing
1: okay. Yeah. He's yeah, doing, he's doing, doing okay. Yeah, he's doing good. What's the most famous person in your cell phone? That's a good one. You dropped some names there. What, what, uh, who's the most famous person in your cell phone?
2: Oh, man. I don't know. But, um, definitely have some names depending yeah. on what I want to do that night, you know, yeah, yeah. You know this is who I'm calling <laughs> tonight.
1: <laughs> I can imagine. Right.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. I really like talking for some reason. I like texting Jim Farley from Ford, man. I yeah. feel great that that we have a connection that we just text and send him what we're doing on the weekends. And, okay. um, I'm, I feel like this Ford thing could turn into really something. I'm just, I feel like I can help those guys. They can help me. And I, yeah. I like, um, I like what he's doing. I really like what he's doing.
1: Oh, cool! Yeah, awesome. Um, how much longer do you want to keep doing this? I don't know how old you are, but sixty-two. Okay, how much longer?
2: Uh, I'm gonna slow down when I get older.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I bought a house in Portugal now. Um, oh, so you did. am oh. I have I have four kids. Um, my twins just turned sixteen a couple nights ago. Okay. Um. So I'm feeling like I'm gonna spend more time. Starting to spend three or four months in in Europe a year. Yeah. Um, Why Portugal? What what attracted you to that? Uh we have a helmet factory there. and okay. Building stuff. We're, okay. we quite a bit of production's going to come out of. But um, yeah. I really just like it. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm getting you know all over the world here, yeah. and I yeah. I went there, and and uh, my wife even really make- recommended it before I went there, but then we went and saw the factory there and spent a couple of weeks there and living in hotels and riding mountain bikes. And yeah, yeah. Found a house riding bicycles through the woods, going this house is cool, and took my wife back and kids back. Wow. And, Oh, that's yeah, good. Yeah, it's five minutes from the beach and it's right next to Estorial, the the racetrack. Okay. And right next to our neighbors, like the Penna Castle. So we're right next to the National Forest. And uh um, oh, wow. We can ride right out of our house and ride bicycles all day. Just, yeah. Nice pool and two and a half acres. And oh wow. It's just so, it's it's almost feels like Laguna Beach in the seventies or something. You know, okay. I live in Laguna Beach and yeah. I would grew up there as a kid, and um I feel like it's like I said, it's Laguna Beach in the seventies again. It's just wow. Really slow, great people. They really cater to us. The menus are in English. I don't speak hardly any Portuguese, yeah. but um, everybody's just been really open and really fun. Well,
1: wow, that's cool. That's interesting. So you see yourself taking three or four months off going down there
2: really i have an office over there okay so i kind of work from
1: over there yeah um
2: i have one of my french artists that i still work with Guillaume. um he flies in usually i fly some of my employees over there and so i have an office in the house so we do a little bit of work and then we go ride bicycles Bicycles. and we're gonna have some motorcycles there in the next couple months so we'll ride motorcycles too and wow my daughter likes to surf over there so Took Max over there for a break. We went fly fishing in northern Portugal, which caught some um, trout and yeah. stuff, which was really cool. Which, oh wow! So it's just um, yeah, it's just a a great place, the great retreat.
1: Yeah, there's no way if you had told the guy with the with the visors in the oven. That he'd be living in Portugal you yeah. know, a, yeah. and having this, right?
2: Yeah. No, it's a dream come true. Yeah. It's cool. It's, and my wife loves it. So talking about even putting the kids in college over there in Europe. So just, yeah, I feel like just, you, you know, having them travel from, Amer- you know, Laguna Beach can be, they think this is what the world's all about it's yeah. it's a you know we need to give our kids a new perspective so we yeah. sent them to school over there in, in switzerland a little bit and okay trying to give them a little bit of international international feel i talked yeah. to lucy block last night um, about it with her kids and she's doing this she's kind of the same thing just traveling the world i think kind of levels us all out you know
1: yeah yeah i think it really gives you an uh, uh, appreciation for what we have here yep. but also uh, um yeah the ability to open your eyes and realize like yeah it's not you it know, the only thing yeah it's not the only thing out there you yep. know what i mean yep. so oh that's interesting so all right. So you're going to, when you get old, yep. you'll, you'll, when I get old, when you get old, <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, thank you. Thank yeah. you for the time. I appreciate it. Congratulations yeah. on all your success. Wow. Of thank course. You. And, uh, it's, a, it sounds like, you know, you're still going. So um, there's still going today. There's no stopping. <laughs> uh, that's Troy Lee, everybody from Troy Lee designs. Uh, thanks for listening to the fly racing racer X podcast.